Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer down in Calgary where the Bakersfield Condors will play the second of back-to-backs tonight against the Calgary Wranglers. Uh, we will tell you that guests on Oilers Now receive your certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. And between February 11th to the 15th, Roos Chris has Valentine's Week. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show, uh, one of the most plugged-in men in the business, NHL uh, on Hockey Rogers, Elliot Friedman, for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Elliot, how is South Florida? Oh, my God. It's fantastic, Bob. Like, I, like my wife is, uh, she's at home, and she's like, the house is freezing. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm I'm lying on the beach, hon. I just finished a couple of interviews this morning. And there's a pause. Must be nice. So that's Elliot, that's how things are going in my world right now. Elliot, I live in Edmonton. And this is year 15 <laughs> of doing color. And there is nobody that feels more guilty for what our fan and we have incredible fans. And I'll be a little bit selfish here, and most specifically, my family goes through when we get in the deep freeze for a two-week stretch in Edmonton where it's minus 24 to 28, and I'm sitting in Arizona or sitting in Southern California. I actually feel guilty about it. And I don't feel guilty about a lot of things, but that's one of the things I feel guilty about. (laughs) Yeah, I I can feel the stink eye today. I, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to have some fun first, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We ran a clip with Leon Dreisettel talking about the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettel. They've grown their hair out, a little bit of a mullet look. Uh, and yeah. the listeners out there, I think it's pretty obvious which players probably have, has had the greatest mullet of all time. It has to be Jaromir Jagger. For the Oilers, uh, Ryan so. Smith. Ryan Smith had a great mullet back in the day to the point that J.S. Jaguar once had a meltdown. But can you think of any other, I mean, you could argue virtually every player in the league in the late 80s, early 90s had a mullet. The achy, breaky, mistakey, I believe, is what it was once called. Uh, now, did you ever sport a mullet, Elliot, at any point? I, I, I did. I had long hair when I was in high school. My sister's Sweet 16 video, which I think I blew up, my lid in that is is ridiculous. So I've been there. But nothing on the level of Yager. You know, the other guy I mentioned, I was asked this a little while ago, Bob, and the other guy who I'll put on that level was Ziggy, Ziggy Palfi. Yep. He had an incredible mullet. Incredible. 
I lived with a guy named Richard Smith. Ziggy Palfy was his favorite player. And I think it was partially because he had the you-know-whats to sport that mullet. You know, it's interesting. Palfy? Yep. Jager? What do they have in common? Check. Pavel, Ned Pavel Nedved in soccer, too, right? The Czechs. They had it going on back in the day. Czechs to the Slovaks. Uh, what do you think of... Uh, what do you think of this year's, uh, you know, what, what's the experience been like for you down in South Florida? It's It's been really good. Um, you know, they had a really good, had, the media day was a really good setup yesterday. They did it outside in the back of the hotel they're staying at here. So everybody spent a lot of time outside and it, it has another level to it. You know, Bob, one of the conversations I believe that's going on here is how to get more players interested in going to the All-Star game. I think it's an issue. Uh, there's a very big difference between the way the NBA players approach the All-Star game and the way the NHL players approach the All-Star game. Um, you know, Kevin Durant, for example, when he was voted in this year, I think it's his 13th. And he sent out a tweet saying it never gets old, and I really appreciate it. And I, I think the feeling in the NHL is very different. And, you know, one of the things I think that's been happening is they've been asking players, you know, how do we make this better? And I think one of the things that they were told was, I think the players felt there were, there were too many responsibilities. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think they wanted to give the players more free time with their family. But I think the other thing that's being discussed here uh, Bob is making the rotation pretty much warm weather with some exceptions. Like, for example, the commissioner's meeting uh, with the media tomorrow, and we're all expecting that he's going to announce that Toronto is going to be the host next year. And next year is a bit of a different scenario because they, they were supposed to go to the World Cup, so they really had to rush. But I think what you're going to see is a lot of um, warm weather cities uh, hosting the All-Star game because they think that's one way that's going to get players to come. Everybody down here is in a good mood right now. Uh, several of those warm weather markets are part of the Bally Sports Deal. This yep. is a significant you see, story. You seem, could... you seem in, unimpressed with what I said there. Like whenever you just say, huh, after I say something, I'm like, Bob didn't like that. I, well... Hey, I'm not going to go and be that guy that sits there and waves the flag for the Sunbelt markets where half the teams, you know, here's where I'm going to go with this. It is interesting with Bally Sports what's going on because you can educate yep. our listeners. This is a big, you know, uh, the Sinclair Group is in trouble financially and we're yep. talking billions and they have lots of local regional deals with several of the Sunbelt teams. And this yep. is going to have an impact potentially on the uh, impending salary cap over the next couple seasons, isn't it, Elliot? Well, it's, that's the worst-case scenario. And I, I have tried to be very careful with the way I approach this story. I, I talked about it on one of last week's podcasts, and I wrote about it in last week's notes. But basically, I think it's 12 NHL teams. But it's not just the NHL. They've got some really significant packages in, in Major League Baseball. They have some really significant packages in the NBA. And basically, they bought all these former Fox stations a year or two ago. And now that whole model uh, under the cord-cutting era is just collapsing. And there's going to be some – and basically, they have a, an interest payment due this month. 
and they're preparing not to, or to default on it. And what that's going to do is it gonna, it's going to bring bankruptcy conversations. And the one thing I've been careful to say is I don't think anybody really knows 100% what's going to happen here, but everybody does know that it could potentially be uh, very bad. And, um, you know, as I said, I, I texted some people around the league who are more familiar with the story than I am. And I said, what is, you know, what is the outcome here? And they Did said, we don't. Hours? Sorry, I'm just letting uh -oh. service know. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's really funny. Anyway, um, I think, like, basically, it could be an issue, and they are prepared for some pain. But nobody really knows exactly what the pain is going to be. Oh my God! What, okay, everybody, what do we think is going Here, on? Here's Bob's what. Here's what. What did we order? Yeah. Did Bob order yeah. chicken wings, or did Bob no, order pizza, I, or what did I Bob came order? In, I came in late on the in the team hotel for Bakersfield, and I think they thought I was going to check out. And I'm I'm hoping I have a late checkout here, otherwise they're going to be hooped. But uh, anyhow, I digress. We still got a because we still got an hour and a half of entertaining radio to go Elliot so <laughs> including 15 yes, more minutes you of your segment okay so this this is an interesting I mean I just I've got fear of the fin the San Jose Sharks fan going Bob surely Gary Bettman is going to give Connor Bedard to the San Jose Sharks isn't he I mean it is kind of interesting who might potentially you know Arizona could be in the mix as well playing I don't are they even selling out at the Moulet arena I don't I don't know, but I'm just watching the whole thing with the with the Sinclair Group because I know on some days, Elliot, we have more listeners to the show in Edmonton for a radio show on the Oilers than some of the teams have viewers for their games, which is, in in one respect, great and shows you the passion in oil country for the Edmonton Oilers. But frankly, to be honest with you, is also a little bit concerning about where hockey uh, is relevant in some specific U.S. markets. So I guess that's where I'm going to go. Let's switch focus. What's going on? Okay. We've seen the Bo, the Bo Horvat trade. Who's the next big name you see potentially in play? That's a great question. Um, I... I have to say that I think there's a chance it could be Meyer. Um, I, I, I think there's a chance it could be Meyer. I think he's the name everybody's talking about now. I think the thing that really becomes interesting in the middle of all this is, is people are now kind of wondering what's Vegas going to do. Um, I am under the impression that Mark Stone will not be back in the regular season. So here we go again. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's a serious issue. Like, it's yes. I, I, I really I feel for the guy. I really do. But I, you know, he I don't think he's going to be back in the regular season. And therefore, what's Vegas going to do? Like, I think Vegas was already looking around their lineup at some depth pieces. I've talked about Achari. I've talked about Barbashev. Well, now they could do even more than that. And, um, you know, Jeff asked me today on the podcast, do you see Timo Meyer as uh, a potential fit for the Golden Knights? And I do, but I don't know if it's going to be that easy for San Jose to trade with Vegas. I look, I, I think that he's the, the I, think, I think he's the biggest guy right now. And I think San Jose, anytime they get a, a something they like, 
Like, I don't think San Jose necessarily feels the need to wait. I think San Jose's ready. Like, everybody knows that they're willing to move them. Everybody knows that if they get an offer that they like and you want to talk to them, they'll let you do that. Like, I think the Sharks are, are anytime anyone wants to get serious about this, I, I think the Sharks are, are, are willing to listen. Yeah. I, I mean, I had somebody suggest to me, could Vegas get in on the two Chicago guys? Assuming that, you know, Chicago ate half on those guys. You know, Mark Stone is $9.5 million. He goes to LTIR, uh, Kane and Taze. 10.5 each Chicago eats half and then you find another team to eat another quarter because it's you know 750,000 bucks left with 20 games left in season in real dollars for both players what's that worth for a team to be a third party um, I would never rule anything out with Kelly McCrimmon okay he is I wouldn't either because I think he, I think those guys are yep. creative guys I'm still not convinced Kane is going anywhere yet okay I will say this, Elliot, specific to Edmonton, it's funny. Three months ago, I would have said no on Chikrin. Yeah. Two months ago, I would have said, eh, I don't think so on Chikrin. Now I'm thinking if you're going to do it, you might as well do it for something good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we know this is going to be a pretty good draft. Um, the Oilers have been going 11-7. and seven. We have some people out there saying the Oilers must go get a guy like Chikrin who could easily step in and play 22 minutes. The real part of the reason why I would I would be is you know he is playing, and he's playing pretty well in Arizona. Yeah, and we know he is held up at the end mean? of the bargain. Yes, he, he like like Jacob Chikrin had to come in this year and play really well and give people reason to trade for him. And he has done that. He has held up his end of the deal. And I, and I think he deserves uh, a lot of credit for that. He's done everything that anyone could ask. I Like, I got to tell you, I, you know, we've talked about this, Bob. I have gone up and down at times in your interest in Chikrin. Not you, but like the royal you, the Oilers. I think there yeah. have been times they've said, no way. I think there have been times they've said, ah, let's think about it, but I don't think they've ever been close. And yeah, no, um, I agree, but, but I'm just I'll saying I'll tell now. you this. The, the, the other, the, well, the other thing, too, is, like, I, I think, like, it's funny. We had Leon today, in, in his or yesterday, his interview's on the podcast today, and he's pretty much like, I think we're a good team. Now, I think you guys are going to add, I do, but I'm wondering if maybe you're not going to take as big a swing as, as we thought. Like maybe I, you guys go right. a mid a mid forward like in a number in a like a second pair D or something like that. Well, Chikrin would be a top. Here, here's the thing. I, if you're yeah, but Chikrin swing, costs you a lot to get him. Two number minimum minimum is two number ones, right? Minimum. In that area, like it, it's comparable to that. Yes. Yes. So. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, then take the plunge. It, I think you can make the argument. Here's the thing. If I'm Leon and I'm Connor, I want a guy that can move the puck. That guy can transport the puck. And the guys that are a little bit more limited, more shutdown guys, I might have a little less appetite for because I think what we've seen with the orders going 11-7 and seven is Deherty has provided a little bit of that. No matter what, I think the team's on at least one more forward.
It's, and it might be a third liner. You know who I like. Uh, he's in Chicago, and that's Sam Lafferty. A guy like that makes a lot of sense for Edmonton. So, yes. All right. Uh, anything else you gleaned out? Of, I haven't had a chance to hear your podcast. Anything else you gleaned out of your uh, uh, dry settle uh, 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 sit down with you and Jeff? Yeah, he doesn't like deep water. He's actually very funny about that. He was just on vacation, and he's happy to go in the water when it's clear and shallow. But the moment he can't see the bottom, he admits he runs out of the water. He's got he wants no part of that. It's pretty funny, actually. Um, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Gossip Bear, Bob? Uh, maybe I don't think as much of him as a couple other people might think of him. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, all right. I, I get it. I mean, he's had a good year. There, I mean, they they got what was it a sec? Did they get a pair of seconds to take him. A second, yeah. Yeah, they got a second. They might be. I mean, it's too bad he got hurt. He does get the puck. Yeah, he was playing yes. really well. Thing he does. Yeah. Li little concern. Like, I sometimes I don't like smaller puck moving defensemen come crunch time. Mm -hmm. So I understand. You know, you know that's. But you know, I know there's been. I, and it may have been. It was a, yeah. I think he, in 32 thoughts you mentioned uh, both Bugstead. I prefer Lafferty to Bugstead, and. Mm -hmm. I think he might have mentioned Gostas Bear as well. I saw that, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, hey, I'm, I'm not making about this. Lafferty I'm not the thing about Lafferty is, you know, Lafferty's got another year, and it's very attractive to people. It's going to be yes. interesting. Like Lafferty is, like, someone told me there's like five teams after him. Smart teams would be in on Lafferty. Yeah. Uh, Connor Bedard, how much of an impact do you think he's going to make? Like, this is pretty exciting for the National Hockey League, isn't it, Elliot? Oh, very. We were um, actually we were having a debate about that last night. Like, how many points do you think? Uh, what What do you think he's going to average next year? And I, I think he's got a shot at being a point per game guy. But some people were like maybe less in his first year. But I, I, he's going to have a huge impact. Like, I mean, that game, Bob, the other night, I got to I got to Florida on Wednesday night, and that game against the Hitman was on NHL Network. We were watching it here in Florida. And it's it's unbelievable. Like he's captivating. You you can't take your eyes off him when he's out there. And benefits from today's science, right? The sticks uses that long stick, changes his release yep. point on shots, can make plays that you couldn't make with a, a wooden stick 30 years ago. That's just the reality. You know, Elliot. Do you know the Derek Roy story about Connor McDavid in his dra in his draft year? What's that? Mm -hmm. We were we were uh, we were in Pittsburgh. Derek was on the team, and I went in to go see Connor play in Erie. And mm -hmm. I mentioned to Derek that I saw, and Derek goes, "Yeah, I skated with him in the summer." And I go, "Well, how many points would he have had? You know, you know, how many points do you think he'd get?" He goes, "He had, and he goes this year, meaning his yeah. draft year, his 14-15 year. He goes, oh, he would have had seventy points this season in the NHL." That's what he said. Like, wow. As as a seventeen year old, he said. Now remember, McD I think McDavid had forty five. Well, yeah, forty eight and now I got to look at forty eight and forty five games. I think when he got hurt. Forty eight and forty five games. Yeah. When he got right? hurt. Like, yeah. like he said, he looked at me and he said, he was the best player on the ice when we skated with him. <laughs> oh yeah. And I I think again Marcel Dion like I, Marcel Dion. I, that's who Bedard reminds me of is Dion. A little bit longer stick, but Dion could really shoot the puck and wasn't the biggest mm -hmm. guy, a little bit thicker build. So we'll see. Should be good.
Have fun I think for it's me. Be really good. Make, All right, Bob. I promise. Make, yeah, make the most of Florida. Hey, do you want to pay my hotel bill here so I can stay an extra three hours and get the uh, dairy? No, just, just just call down and say this is Oilers now. I'm going to be here for another hour. Awesome, Elliot. Thanks for joining us here at Oilers now. All right. Take care, Bob. Speak to you later. You bet. That is Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. And speaking of Abe's Door Service, service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. I can attest to that. They fixed the garage door in the humble Stoffer abode in the city's south side. We'll get to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. 12.57 in Edmonton. I asked you, uh, you know, who had the best bullets in hockey on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Andrew, the insulator, said Mike Ricci had a uh, dirty mullet. Uh, Ralph says Ron Dugay. We got a bunch of votes for uh, Ron Dugay here. Bob, what about Barry Melrose? I mean, the most obvious guys, it goes without saying. Vic also says Ron Dugay. And the Bumblebee Tuna guy, Strummy, says Ally Afraidy Skullet deserves mention as well. Yeah, those are all good candidates. Well, that's hard-hitting stuff here on Oilers Now. To the Oilers Now Injury Report at uh, 12.57. Brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, James H. Brown, proud supporters of the uh, Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, Kyrie Yamamoto uh, skated multiple times before the CBA mandated off week. Uh, he can theoretically come off of LTIR on February the 12th. That'll be the fourth game of the Oilers road trip against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Ryan Murray out on LTIR with a back issue as well. Marcus Niemelina did not play last night for Bakersfield. He had a upper body issue. Carter Savoy, lower body issue right now as well. And we're heading back to California. Sunny California this April with New West Travel. You fly to Los Angeles and watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel hockey package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott LA Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games, and a welcome reception with yours truly with special guests. For the California hockey package, call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. There we go. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Still to come on today's show, Oilers first round draft choice 2021, Xavier Borgo. Noah Philp out of the Alberta Golden Bears is up to eight goals now in the season with Bakersfield. And Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce. This is Oilers Now. Eileen up next, global news weather traffic. <laughs> 